Guys, uh, so you just listened, hopefully, to week two update from Dan from the British Bearded Baby. And what we decided to do is split these up, release two episodes on the same day, because that was his show, and this is us just giving some feedback and thoughts on the stuff that Dan is working on and the stuff that he covered off in the show. Harry, what was your initial thoughts? Was there anything? Or do you want me to get into my notes and then go through those? Uh, initial thoughts. Um, it's kind of difficult because obviously we're ahead, so I kind of know the future uh, in essence. <laughs> the position to be in. But, like, but from what he's just been saying, he's obviously been struggling with the labels, and that's been a major, major yep. kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to shoot on your notes. Labels is an interesting one because it's something that like, we don't. We're not subject to that. I suppose it his was, version it was of labels the, it, was the is, fine, it was the icing on the cake there, weren't it? Because he's got the product, but yeah. without the labels, he's just got a tin of gunk, Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, so, exactly. So that he's been waiting for it to be finished, finished product. But I guess the, the only way that we can relate to that is sort of when, when there's a bug in the app and Mark is just too busy to fix it, or he's on holiday. I don't, so, there's, no, there's no bugs in the app. No, it's, they're all features. <laughs> It's meant to be 17 clicks to get to the settings. <laughs> um, so it's a couple of things that I've got. Is uh, First one, I just like the comment where he said he found a printer's by luck. Like no one builds a business uh, without getting hugely lucky all the time. Mm. Uh, the key thing is for, for me, the only reason I wrote that down is the more you put yourself out there. The, I think it was Jack Nicholson. Uh, is he the actor or is it Jack Nicholas? I don't know the difference. Jack Nicholson is the actor. An actor. So we'll go with Jack Nicholas, who is a golfer. Something oh, okay. like that, where he said something along the lines of, uh, the harder I train, the luckier I get. And it's just the same thing with this, is the more you put yourself out there, mm. eventually someone's going to open a door and just be the person you were looking for. Um, you mentioned about small print runs, and originally he wanted um, a few hundred. And he's sure to find a good, reliable person that could do small print runs under a few hundred. I'm surprised that's considered, I suppose it is small. When you, when you think if they're going to be doing thousands. Yep. Well, he moved up to doing thousands. So you end up with going for a couple of hundred, then you end up getting 2,000 these labels done. And I wanted to know, was that him just going in there, building a bit of rapport with someone, and then just wanting to use them? Mm. Um, or a price break thing. So the only reason around this is, so when we're looking at printers, like we're looking at garments at the moment for export trades. Yeah. Like we don't need 10 garments each but there's like weird price breaks that happens. So I just wanted to sort of cover that off in terms of when you're looking at print, there will be some weird numbers that take place in terms of if you buy 50, 50 leaflets, for example, on the website we buy them from, it's the same price as 200 leaflets. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so just looking at the pricing thing. Um, DMing people, I've re- written that down. So he's... Yeah, he was having a pickle, weren't he? Because he was he was DMing people because he obviously wants to get some product in their hands, hopefully, so he can get it out there, they can share it, get some buzz going. But obviously he didn't have the labels, mm-hmm. so he doesn't want to be starting a conversation with people that then has to go cold because he's waiting for the labels to still be printed because he's still not got a product to actually give to them. But, so, perfectly but you, summarised. But do you think he should be winding... Do you think he should be holding back? No. Or do you think he should, he should just keep the conversation open? I think he's being too precious, 100%. Because um, at this point as well, if, if, if he gives them a heads up that he's going to give them some product, hopefully they'll follow him yep. and they'll be able to be kept. If, because he's going to be sharing his current situation with the labels and, and the products as well. And they're going to see that. that they'll, the they'll know that it's, it's coming still. So, so with me, the, the thing that I relate this to is I know that some of the largest software companies in the world 
physically went out and had meetings, knocked on doors and showed a mock-up. And it's exactly what we're doing with Project 35 at the moment. I've got Photoshop mock-ups of this thing. And I'm going into my meetings and saying... Yeah, you exactly. tell him, Mark, build it. <laughs> so I'm going into my meetings and I'm going, so this is what we're working on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ready in eight weeks. So it's two months out. Here's what it's going to do. When you press that button, it's going to do this. When you do that, it's going to do that. And here's how much it's going to be. Are you going to sign up? Because if you sign up now, there's a discount, being an early bird. And while you get that discount, you also can give me feedback of the features you would like in the future. So you're also part of a feedback group. Mm. So it's early access with benefits. And the truth of the matter is, is we have not written one line of code for that yet. It starts when Mark is back from Japan in three weeks' time. But I'm going into these meetings and I'm really understanding what they want and how they want it, as if it's already been built. Because that's how I'm going to make sure that the product we finally build is something that we want. If I go in and say, we're thinking about doing this, what do you think? I'll get loads of fluffy bullshit answers. Whereas if I go, it's this, it's X hundred pounds per month or X thousand pounds per month. Are you in? Yes or no? If everyone says no, then when Mark gets back from Japan, I go, we're moving on. We're killing that project. I've saved loads of time. Admittedly, it's a slightly different situation, but the thing I'm getting at is I'm eight weeks out from that being built. There's no fear in my mind of that going cold because I know that I can keep that, I can keep that warm. Mm. So I think what he should be doing is just hammering every single person alive that has any facial hair on Instagram that has a following, build that list up so big in terms of the direct DMs of people that want to support the brand, and then when it's there, it's going to have a big impact. So what's going to happen at the moment, in my opinion, is he's going to have the labels done, on the bottle done, and then he's going to hit the grind. He'll be like, we've got it, we've got it, we've got it. Whereas you should already have that pent up demand. It should be, as soon as that label goes on, it's out the door. Mm. That's, the, that's where my head takes this. Agree. Perfect. <laughs> I went deep on that, to be honest. Uh, what do you think of his tagline? He was thinking about a tagline. I've got... My beard is my baby. My beard, so it's the British bearded baby. My beard is my baby. So my initial... I guess, I don't know if it's because we kind of know Dan's story and the fact that he's got a kid and, and the whole backstory of that. That my... When I first, when I first heard him say it, I thought, hmm, they're not going to get it. But I was almost overthinking it too much but now now I've said it a few times it is actually quite growing on me <laughs> I, f- I feel like, like a beard <laughs> like your beard well, you've been in comms with Dan about I your have beard, been in comms you? yeah he's you've been got tapping him up for resources I, I, I have said it to you before but I was genuinely blown away by the passion this guy has for beards yeah. like like obviously he I thought oh yeah he, he's, he's passionate but I thought it was more kind of about the business. He's got a beard. He's turning it into a business yeah, like sort of thing. It's it it wasn't. It's like this guy loves his frigging beard. Loves <laughs> his beard, and then he's thought about how he can help yeah. other people. He hasn't gone. Beards are hot right now. How can I make money off no. it? I'll grow a beard. I'll commoditize it. He's gone. I love my fucking beard. Yeah. I love my baby. Throw the two together, yeah. and boom. We so yes, yeah, so, anyway, so we were DMing <clears throat> on Instagram, and because I was on the way back from a festival actually at the time. Um, so this was at like nearly midnight, so, and he was flat out on the on the DM. I didn't realise you even had a character count on DMs as well. So you have to send like blocks of messages. Never know, mate. I don't really send but, long DMs. But yeah, That's like cool. even he said, I'm gonna have to hold myself back here because we could go down a rabbit hole. But he just he threw out loads of information, advice, and things like that. I had a good back and forth. So so my my situation at the moment is because I don't grow a full thick face of fur, is I'm gonna trim it. To a certain level for now, and wait for it to thicken up. Tidier than normal, actually. 
then we'll grow, go for the grow. Okay. So okay. I'm keeping it maintained now. Hopefully it'll thicken out. Thicken out, mm. then grow it out. Yeah. Cool. So that's outside advice. But yeah, my beard is my baby. I can see that on the on the on the uh, on the tin. So we're different opinions on this one as well, Harry. I like the ring on it. Yep. But is your issue is your issue is the tagline for the company, or yeah, yeah. is the tagline for one of the products? So could it be? So what he might have, because I've seen his labels and he's got some cool stuff happening on Instagram, is he might have a tagline per product and you can do mm, that. Yeah. Um, but this felt like it was a, the company tagline. So the British Bearded Baby, my bid is my baby. They're, it's cool, don't get me wrong. But I just think it's missing his USP, which is around which organic. Is organic and, like, yeah. I just think it needs to drive that home a little bit more. Um, around I, I don't know I don't like to, we, we've tried to do one of these things like, we're trying <laughs> yeah. to think of a we business we now. won't brainstorm live no that's we won't sure. um, but I think it I think it needs to drive home his, his unique selling point around the, the, the stuff that goes into it um, just a little bit more uh, and tap into that that market who I guess, he, I, guess his, I guess the mindset when he came up with that tagline though was the name of the company as opposed to the the mission of the company yeah but but when you think about a tagline it's got to support like expert trades makes life easier and more fun for trade professionals which you hear me say all the time mm -hmm. now uh it took us bloody three years to get to there but it fits with what we do the british bearded baby the the tagline needs to be supportive of that and then refer back to the mission so that's that's what yeah. how that needs to fit into that jigsaw um it is cool. I just think he's. So what do you think? He, what do you think he needs to think about? Um, I think he needs to think about uh, he'll. So there's three things that, that make up this. If you had a document, what you'd have is you'd have your logo at the top, you'd have your tagline, and then you'd have your mission statement. Mm -hmm. I think he needs to probably go to his mission statement first, and then revert that back to how he summarizes that in one line that sits under the logo. Yeah, because I was going to say, I'd be, be interested to know if he has his mission in a statement. Okay. Did, he, did he have, I don't know if he's, I don't I think I've ever seen it. said that. No, I don't like, think we, know, we know his mission, Yeah. but like we've got easier and more fun, full stop. Yeah, and how does and, he communicate? Yeah. When he says to someone, and it comes back to this 30 second pitch in an elevator, so what do you do, I run the British Bearded Baby, what does that do? What are the three sentences that come yeah. out of his mouth? And it's sort of like, whatever that is, is probably three sentences or two sentences. How does it get down to five mm -hmm. words and make that your tagline that communicates all that value prop in there? Um, I love the thing where he said, uh, he refers to we. And I used, yeah. to, I used to refer to we, <laughs> and it was me. Uh, and I never really made the connection with it. It's just less bloody scary. Like... He, he's, he's doing it at the moment because it's just less scary and then he went on to the fact that he wants it to actually be a we he wants it it's to gonna be it, yeah it's, he wants it the to future be will be a we but I think I think as well um, it is a we like it's it might be you but it's you and the company yeah. you are you are already technically two entities, two entities yeah, yeah. working together so it is a we from the word go but yeah it's it's, it's a lot of we on one person's shoulders <laughs> yeah it really is um, and I love the fact is like in meetings, I remember in first meetings when I said we, they were like, is we a team or is it the role we is in, it's just you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my answer, if I'm in Dan's position at this point, it's, uh, it's me and my community. 
because he's already got a following and there's mm. already some there's already people that are engaging with the brand and, and believing in his mission what i find really cool is people are believing in his mission without him fully communicating his mission statement which means he's onto something mm. so that's really cool people are getting it already exactly and that comes from his branding and what he's putting out on social so he's doing that really well um and yeah you, t- you touched on his community that's what he's going for and how he said i believe he said that there's there seems to be a distinct lack of community in yeah. the bearded No world. social community, um, not the norm in that community. In yeah, that I guess I've never kind of thought about it, but I suppose it's, because beards are kind of fashionable, aren't they? So mm. how many things is, there's communities around like trainers and things like that. People love trainers, Nikes have a huge following, but do they, do they is there a hub for them all to go and converse? Is well, there, is there opportunities well, for communities ev- in every interest? So my opinion on this, and we're kind of getting into a community question, which is all, always cool for us, is communities only work when, take the business out of it, take expert mm. trades out of expert trades. Communities only work when members can add value to other members. So how can a guy with a beard add value to a guy with another beard? Which yeah. is actually quite cool, because maybe he doesn't need... Well, that's, he, he says that, doesn't he? He's ambassador. He, he, want, he, wants, um, he, wants the community, he, wa- he wants the community to be a place where people can share their tips, tricks, techniques, advice to other people with beards. Perfect example again is Dan was sending me advice on where to start. Yeah. Which is only something that someone with experience that has got a full... Do you know what I mean? It's like that feels like a cool mm. community. That feels like... Imagine... You just need to bottle that up and get everyone involved into that. But imagine like how you gamify forums and stuff and you've got like, where are you on your beer journey? Like newbie, <laughs> like, all, the way, all the way up to... All the way up to Gandalf. <laughs> exactly, like, where, like, and you can do that thing. You, can, mm. you could find celebrities with different style beers and they could be tears and you could, you could like that, that whole thing could be cool. Mm. Uh, but that is a, a big job on its own. Um, probably, probably the thing is, is to find the people he's DMing on Instagram and then work out of those people who he actually wants to work with longer term and not just use for leverage and distribution. Mm. Um, and where, actually, where, does that, where is that community held? That's an interesting one. Um, his website, I believe, and I would have to check in with Fordy because I handed it over to Fordy and he's been looking after it directly with Dan. I think it's been built on WordPress. So there's little things on WordPress like BuddyPress, it's a plugin that's a forum plugin for the back end. So people could actually go to the website. Sorry, Fordy, if you listen to this and I make you more work, but you could get that and then people could. Mm. He could have like a forum on the back end of the website, which I think could be cool. I know, but I know uh, our buddy Ben Curry, he's a forum whiz as well. Isn't he? That, that might be an actual introduction um, that's mm. worth it because. I think Ben listens to the show, doesn't he? Yeah. Ben, if you're listening this far, firstly, your question is on the list, mate. Uh, ben raised a question um, to us about our office our website package, which is a good question. So we'll cover that off. But Ben, uh, if you're interested, mate, Ben's got a beard, hasn't he? Uh, Why do I feel like I feel he's like got he's, a beard? It, I don't think that's true. I'd have to refer to a video. I think he's easier than got a beard or had a beard. But Ben, if you're interested, mate, <laughs> drop me another email. Um, because you're uh, with where your expertise lies with the, the hobby that you're into um, in, in the forum world that'd be awesome if you could uh, give Dan even if it's just an email some advice love connecting people mate makes a world of difference mm. um, Dan covered off he likes getting pushed so he's doing all the platforms basically so he's pushed back on us and said we think you're doing too much you need to narrow it down and focus but his words were i like trying to juggle it and catch up with everything and then when something breaks or when i'm losing an opportunity somewhere else he'll then cut something down you're nodding i understand his uh his theory behind it 
The concern is, is it too late if something ends up getting dropped by that point? That's where I'm at. And I feel like, well, like, we're on like a different I, side I, of the table today. No, I, I, get what he, I get what he's saying. He, yeah. he, want, he wants to do it all, and when something goes, wouldn't start to suffer in this area. First, he needs to be able to know that's the that thing. something's And you're not going behind. to as a founder. You're just going to be so stubborn as shit, and you'll be like, no, no, I'll just... I'll just stay up 20 minutes later. Mm. I'll just DM those people. Yeah. I'll just do this. I'll just do that. And then you get so, it, so there's a question of where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. How, how, how can you tell when something has slipped? Yep. What is slipping? And then is that too late once it has slipped? Because, because it, if, think, if, if the thing that slipped is the thing that needs to be done most, you could have gone beyond the point of repair. Yeah, so, and you're just going to be playing catch-up as well. Yeah. So the next four weeks, you're catching up where you could have just said, actually, that platform or those two platforms or those four platforms have never driven me any value. Mm. And maybe that's the thing is, rather than saying, I'm going to do them all until something breaks, I'm going to do them all and see if they catch on. I'm going to do that for four weeks or eight weeks. And yeah, see if, if, he, if, he, if he's put Experiment some... Experiment with it. Exactly. If he's put some time behind them already, then he should have some form of mm-hmm. metrics that he can look at. Or you can just look at engagement, for example. If... There's loads of engagement on Instagram because it's very visual. Yep. But on the audio, uh, what is it? Not Boomerang. Anchor. Anchor. Um, not getting much interaction. Mm-hmm. You know which one to follow the lead on. Exactly. Um, so there's that. Which leads, back at you, Dan. Which, lead, <laughs> which leads us nicely on to probably one of the biggest points, which is the US market. So Yeah, that was interesting. So I find it really interesting, and I completely agree. I agree with the fact that the US market... Is all for the majority of retail products. The U.S. market is always going to be bigger than the U.K. It's just a fact. Mm. The bigger bloody pool of people. So I'm going to give my two cents on this because this is where I think Dan is making a mistake. The other stuff has been subjective. Well, he's so. What's his current situation? He's so he focusing is, on U.K. slash Europe. He knows that because, so I don't because America focusing, is a bit too much of a big challenge initially. No, from, from f- so my feedback after this comment, ignore it if this statement is wrong. But from what I understand is he's opening his website up to worldwide because majority of his engagement is from the US. And that's just a bigger pool of people. And his words were, as a business, you can't ignore it. Mm. So here's my two cents. <laughs> we started this business four years ago and we did 22 different trade groups nationally. Okay. Mm. We only started getting traction when we actually went, looked at all these different trade groups and was like, actually, where are we getting engagement? We're getting engagement from heating engineers to start with. I got some advice a year into the business, which is first you get a CTO, went and did that. The next thing that I got advice from was pick one trade group in one city, not even in the UK, not even like pick heat engineers nationally, pick one trade group in one city and dominate there because you're going to do things that can't scale because you're going to understand the market you're going to go and speak to these people UK the re- UK is relatively small you can travel you can do, meet people you can do all that cool stuff rather than going over to the US market and what I think he needs to do so what we did is we went into heating engineers and our goal is to work out a secret source for heating engineers and then we can then replicate that into every single vertical, into electricians, into plasterers, into mm-hmm. carpenters and all that. If we try and do all the trades at, at the same time, we are never gonna really, really understand what our secret source is. 
I think the UK market, if Dan did well in the UK market, he's going to have a fucking huge business on his hands. I think the US is always a carrot in front of every entrepreneur's eyes. Like every startup founder in the UK wants to build a tech company, move over to Silicon Valley or move over to Boulder, California, whatever it is, because that's the scene, that's the market, that's the big place. I urge Dan to just dominate in the UK. I know there's loads of beers in the US. That was beards, not beers. I haven't got beers <laughs> on the mind already. Um, I just think he's in an opportunity now where he can physically pick up the phone. Every order that goes through his website, pick up the phone and say thank you. He should do that every single time and create UK brand advocates. Dominate there. Build up a list. Allow people from the US to come to the website. Allow them to go through the checkout and then they hit US and it says coming soon, put your email address in here, we'll let you know when we launch in the US. So when he launched in the US, he's got 25,000 people that want to buy his product. But don't try and build an infrastructure and he's already paid for the public liability insurance around shipping to the Europe, uh, shipping to the US before he's even started shipping to the UK. I think it's a mistake. So you make a very, very valid point. And I, and I agree. I think when, I, when, when I'm thinking, yeah, you want to hit all the markets, US, Europe and all that, I'm, I'm probably thinking we've already got to a point we're, we've got a solid product that we're, that we're able to sell yep. anyway. So why would you not go to every market possible? Mm-hmm. So dialing it back to where he actually is at right now and that's still building the product and the brand loyalty yep. and the following. <clears throat> I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, get, get the process nailed, get, the, mar- get the, the brand advocates built up, get that down to a T and then you can just copy and paste that technique to any other market from there. And that's the goal. That, I, think, I think that is a much cleaner goal and it's in a local market where you understand people, you understand time zones, you can understand social mm. locally and you can do all that stuff. Work out that secret source, Dan. Um, in my opinion, and put it this way, is every founder at some point has to say, fuck you, you're wrong, my business, doing it my way. Mm. And even when you grow the business and you get bored, like you're going to have to do that, you're going to have to grow that, and you're going to have to just be stubborn and do things your way. But... That's my feedback, and six months wrong, prove me wrong, and have a hugely successful business in the US, but that's where I'd take it. Yeah, for like, from our point of view, the chaos, not the chaos, but it's been mad, and we've just been trying to dial it in and in and in until we've got to a, a laser point of focus mm-hmm. on what we do and who we're targeting at the moment. And like you say, the results have done the opposite. They've gone from not a lot to... Nearly, nearly exponential. That, <laughs> but that is the crazy thing is the more we've compressed the market down to being very specific mm. is the more sales have grown, which yeah. is weird. Um, but it makes sense because your messaging gets really clear. Like all of a sudden someone comes to you and goes, oh, we know what these guys do. And you get stuff like referrals because guys with beards in the UK are going to know other guys with beards in the UK. Mm. They ain't going to know fuckers in the US. Like you're not going to get much referral and networking effect. And more than anything, if he wants to build a community, there is no better community than a local community where you can meet up. I'm working on a project with the wife at the moment, um, with Supermums. She's building local community because she can, she, Sarah was, I don't want to speak about her stuff because I want to get on the show. She was delivering leaflets all last weekend. Leaflets. What, she thought some printed media? <laughs> Mate, I told her to test it and she tested it. So we'll cover that off. It'll be good fun. It should be a three-way show. Dan, that's everything from our side, mate. We're going to jump into the follow-up. The next ones are a little bit shorter, like 13 and 7 minutes, so we might just wrap them into one show. Yeah, probably put them as singles. Cool, mate. As always, mate, huge amount of love for what you're doing. 
like huge amount of respect for the hustle. Um, keep it up. Yeah, it's exciting.